Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, there. We're going to be talking about belonging today. And this is an ongoing topic on the show in conversations that I'm constantly having in my personal life and my professional life. And it's important. So we're doing it. This week, it was pretty fun. I did some worthiness mini coaching sessions and got to know many listeners. And it was so cool because one of the longtime listeners who's been listening for a couple of years, she has been taking the show and listening to it and applying it to her life. And it's created incredible changes. It's so fun to hear about that. And then she called me her best friend for the last two years. And I was like, wow, that's such a huge honor because I get that insight in your brain. I get that. It might probably listening either through headphones or it's playing throughout your house. And it's an intimate relationship that we have. And so I love that this show has helped her and she's going to leave an iTunes review. I can't wait to see what she wrote and for all of you. And that is just an inspiration of what is possible. What is possible when you not only learn, but apply the learnings and practice and incorporate it. I know we all want it and I do too. We all want that bippity boppity boop or however it's supposed to be said, the fairy godmother and that transformation, but transformation takes with commitment and practice and being really deliberate about it. And especially in those dark days. And so that's part of why I'm going to be talking to you today, because I'm going to be talking about belonging and the belonging is such a huge topic because we struggle with that. Like we have in some ways, so many ways to connect, right? We have social media now, so we kind of know what's going on in people's lives. But the one thing I know for sure, and I absolutely know this for sure, is we all want and really need, desire a place to belong. And it's been something that's been fascinating that I've watched over the last 10 or 20 years. We want to have a place to show up. And for me, my theme song for my life has been the theme song from Cheers. I love that. A place you go where everybody knows your name, where people are all the same. That's really, really important to me. That inclusivity aspect is really important. And so I have thought about how do I show up in my world? What is it that I'm trying to create in every environment? And that is something that in every part of my life, both personally and professionally, I'm creating spaces to belong for myself to belong and for other people to belong. And one thing I want to really clarify is that often we think fitting in is belonging, but fitting in is hustling for your worthiness. It's like, oh, I can fit in. Like, this is the way my friends dress. So this is the way I must dress to be accepted. Or this is what I must believe politically in order to belong in this place. That's not belonging. That's fitting in. You're hustling. Whereas when we can have different viewpoints, different experiences, but we can be accepted where we don't have to be the same as somebody else. We don't have to be who other people want us to be, but where you get to be you. I mean, this has been a lifelong passion of mine. So instead of fitting in, it's you being you and having a place that is accepting of you. And I'm not saying a perfect you. It's never about being perfect. It's you being you. 
So when I thought about this, I was thinking like, where are the places that I've created this sense of belonging in for myself and for others? Like I need this belonging to you all. It's not just something I'm like, oh, I've got it and I need it. I really need it. So one of the places that I obviously have created and it's a huge strong, my strong why is the Aqua Monsters. And my strong why is I want to create a place or I have been on this mission to create a place where people belong, where people have a place, doesn't matter their education, their ethnicity, their social economics, they have a place to belong. We're all humans and we're showing up. You don't have to be the best parent in the world. We're struggling through that. Having a place. So of course, my favorite swim team is the Aqua Monsters. And that is a place that I've spent the last 15 or so years, really creating a place for people to belong. And so sometimes when I struggle or there's difficulties or, you know, I have drama and I, because I'm a runner, I want to run away when I want to quit. I remind myself of my why it's I'm creating this place for us to belong, to create connection. So people know that they have some place. And I remember when I coached at Sac City College, we had an indoor pool and I had these old couches and I brought them over there. We had this area and the athletes could go there and hang out in between classes. They knew they had a place to belong. When I was an undergrad at my university with this huge area, and fortunately I live in California, so the weather's pretty good most of the year, as much as I will gripe about it being cold in January and December, but for the rest of the world, it's pretty good for much of the year. It's the privilege I live, the weather privilege that I live in California. But the quad was our place. Like that was just a place to belong. And I could see my friends and we just all knew that, well, we didn't have classes, I think at noon. I think that's the way the university was back then. And we would all kind of show up and we belonged. We could show up. And the great thing about my school is you could be in shorts or sweats or jeans or dressed up or dressed down and it didn't matter. You had a place to belong. You got to be you. And that's what I loved about my university experience was I got to be authentically me. And it was one of the happiest times of my life being me. So the Aqua Monsters, you know, university places to hang out, thinking about where do you belong? Other areas that I create places for belonging are like with my private clients. These are such brave and beautiful souls where they show up and oftentimes they need that safe place because they are in a leadership position or they have these positions in life and their outsides don't match what goes on on their insides. And on the outside, it looks like, oh, they've got it all together, or or maybe they're leading, or maybe they're expected a lot. And so they need a place where they can come in and pack it and they can share all the stuff and the drama that we all have in our brains, all the uncertainties, all the concerns that we have, all the dress rehearsing tragedies, all the worry. And then so that they can go out and be confident in their world, whether it's parenting, friendships, family professional lives, whatever it may be. So my private clients, they have a place to belong. They know they belong here. I also create belonging with the enough group that I have, right? Where it's a safe place for my clients to show up and connect and go after the radically beautiful life that they want to have and become the best version of themselves. That's already inside, but it's just been armored down and weighed down with all the cultural programming. Of course, the show is a place for you to belong. You belong here. You listen, just like that listener who did that worthiness mini coaching session. I have been her best friend the last two years. She's gone through difficult things and I've walked with her through that path and that journey. This counts, my friend. Don't discount it. 
this counts. I can't tell you how often I've had people say that to me, like, Corinne, you and I, like I had this one private client years ago and I was coaching with her for about six months and she's like, Corinne, Corinne, you don't understand. You and I may have had a relationship. You may have had a relationship with me for six months, but I've had a relationship with you for the last two years. I understand in an outside context that can sound creepy, but it's not creepy. And give yourself that. Sometimes there was a TV show that I was watching before I went to Australia last year. It was an Australian TV show. I think it's called like Wanderlust or something. And I just fell in love with it. And I remember like when the show was done, like I was done with all the episodes. I'm like, but those are my friends. <laughs> those are my people. Okay. We don't need to judge. Like we want connection. And there's the human connection where we actually physically get to touch. And then there's these different modalities that we have where we can have connection as well. Give yourself that permission. There's not something wrong with you. We all live in this busy world and we're trying to figure out a way. So what are the things that are adding to your life? Notice that I have many places of belonging. I've got the Aqua Monsters, which is an in-person place, right? I have private clients that I work with on a very deep level one-on-one. I have group clients that I also work with on a deep level. They are connected with other people so that they know they're not the only one. And those are just my professional realms. And then here's my show here with you. And then the other places is my family. I belong with my family and they can get grumpy with me and they often do. In our kitchen, we have this big island. There's seven chairs and lots of people and lots of heartache come out in that island table that we have. And it's definitely a place where people come and sit and it's a safe place for so many people. And I have the sign over the kitchen sink and this one little, he was an aqua monster. He was seven years old and he was over last fall and he was sitting there and he looked up and he's like, oh, that sign. He's like, and it bothered him because it's not centered, but it says, you belong here. And he noticed it. It was in the kitchen and he noticed it partly because it wasn't centered on the board that it's on. But that's the message that I want when people come into my kitchen, into my family home, is that they know that they belong here. So professionally, I create belonging. Personally, I create belonging. And it's really, really important. So I want you to know, because you may be going, but Corinne, I don't have a place to belong. I'm just hustling constantly to fit in. I don't feel like I belong. Well, one is we want to belong to ourselves and that's really important. And the other is if you believe that you don't have any place to belong, I invite you to receive that you belong here, my friend. You really, really do. And whether we ever get to give each other a hug or not in the physical realm, know that I'm here with you. And you never know because I have met listeners throughout the years and it's always so much fun. So this is one place that you belong and then take that step. And when you have that, look for other areas where you belong. Sometimes, and it's there's nothing wrong. Like I signed up for a, an exercise class just to have a place to go and work out. I could do all the stuff myself. I could design the program and go and join a gym membership, but I wanted a place to go where I could just be me, where there were other human beings there and I could show up and belong. And I can tell you this with my monster families, oftentimes it's just having a place to belong. It's being able to sit on the pool deck, say hello to people, maybe chit chat a bit and having that place to belong. So I invite you look around and see where are the areas that you do belong and notice where are the areas that you may be hustling to fit in and maybe let those go or maybe just stop the hustling and see if your belonging shows up there. So one of the keys now to belonging, 
is connection or one of the keys to connection and belonging, excuse me, and being seen is this idea of having courage. And I talk about it a lot, but I understand that you want connection and you want belonging and you want to be seen. Well, kind of you want to be seen because you want to be seen so that you have a place to belong and you get the invitation. But sometimes you're like, Ooh, I don't want too much attention drawn to me. But you're like, oh, but I'm not really going to have that courageous conversation thing that Corinne talks about. And you'd rather go into hiding. So here's the thing I'm here to tell you. You may not like this and that's okay, is courageous conversations are the key element to cultivating connection, belonging, and being seen. If you're not willing to have reach out and have those conversations, and sometimes it can just be just a reach out and call somebody and talk to them. I mean, it seems like there's so much more barriers nowadays because we text and we don't talk as much on the phone, but reaching out and having the conversations by having these conversations, you might find out quicker who your people really are in your life. Like, are they going to be accepting of a more inclusive or are they not as inclusive? And that's okay too. Like if somebody's not as inclusive as me, if they want to isolate, that's great news for me because they're probably not my people and that's okay. I can free them up. They can free me up. We can move forward. But by having the courageous conversations, it gives you clarity. And the other thing that I know, and I know this so much from the work that I do is that your friends and your family and your colleagues, they really do want to get to know you and what's important to you. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable because maybe what's important to you wasn't important to them. As long as you don't put what's important to you and make it something that they must follow, that's a negotiation and there's a lot of intricacies in that. So instead, stop hustling to fit in with others and go find your people. The places where you belong are right there and they are available right now. Years ago, I had met this woman who was in her 50s and she had been dating a guy for a really long time. And it was nice, you know, it was comfortable, easygoing, but she, they just weren't moving forward. And she knew that he wasn't the one that she wanted to spend the rest of her life with, but they were going through the motions and dating and, and they went out to dinner one night and she's like, oh my gosh, I have the best news. I have the best news because it's time for us to break up. (laughs) And he was like, what do you mean? She's like, it's so important that I set you free. So you go find your person and I go find my person instead of going through the emotions. And I give you this as a story because it's so important because we think of, oh, if we end things, that's a loss. And the way she did it was we're ending this so that we can go and be with the right person for us where we can create what's called like a wants match, where you are matching up with somebody else who fits. It's the two pieces of the puzzle. And when we stop hustling and trying to be who we think we're supposed to be and allow ourselves to be who we are, yes, there may be people that we no longer engage with or spend time with. And that's okay because now it gives them the freedom to be with people that are more aligned with them. And that gives you the freedom to be more aligned with you. So the key to this, again, is having the courageous conversation. She had a courageous conversation of letting something that was just as good as it gets, right? It was like, it's okay. It wasn't exactly all encompassing. 
by freeing herself and by freeing him up from her, they actually both went on to find life partners. And she was married to this husband that she just loved and adored. And he was the love of her life. And she was so excited about him. And her ex-boyfriend had married somebody else and he was very excited. So by having that courageous conversation, they were both able to move forward and go and find other people. There's other examples that I'll have where people will have a courageous conversations and discussing about, Hey, this is something I want to have. I want to have weekly coffees chats, or I want to go and do some traveling with you. How does that sound? And being able to have that and get clarity. I'm like, okay, what is important? And clear is kind. And we talk about this. I talk about this all the time with my clients, but clear is kind. So the thing about courageous conversations is it's important to ask for what you want tell a friend when you are upset with something instead of hold it within or run away or quit the friendship, but be willing to rumble through that discomfort. The other thing that is courageous is proclaiming your love for another human being, whether it's a romantic love or it's a friendship love, but being able to just be courageous and say, I love you. And maybe it's with your husband or your wife and you haven't said it and there's been some animosity, but being able to say, I love you. And we have things to work on and that's okay. Those are courageous conversations. Those are scary to say, I love you because we're always worried. What if they don't love me or what if they stop loving me? But to say, I love you feels really good when you allow yourself to feel love. Another courageous conversation would be, you know, talking with your boss when maybe he's out of alignment with the company's values. Sometimes that happens. It's not easy to be in the leadership position and being able to have somebody to say, oh, I really disagree with that or that I have concerns about that and here's why. And being able to do it in a compassionate place. Yes, there's risk. You could be fired. But what's the cost to you to live out of integrity with the values of the company? Another example of a courageous conversation is talking about money with your spouse. How many of you actually talk about money? Or are you so afraid to talk about it that it becomes a thing that's like you put your head in the sand because you don't want to talk about it and see what somebody else's opinion is. So important to talk about money. Money is just math. It's numbers, but we have so much shame that's attached to money. Another area that can be very difficult and takes a lot of practice to maneuver is setting boundaries, whether it's with loved ones work colleagues or friends, like setting boundaries of what's okay, what's not okay. It takes courage. It's not easy. It's not fun. I don't sit there and go, oh, yippee skippy. I could just set a boundary today. I'm always like, oh, really? Sometimes I bemoan, I'm like, why me? Right. But the other side is if I didn't set it, the cost of resentment long-term to this person is not good with me. I would resent them and that would actually create disconnection in the relationship. So setting boundaries with loved ones, work colleagues, and friends are really important. If you have a friend, I've talked about this on the show, that's always late to your coffee talk and you get really, really mad and you create all these stories of you don't matter and so on and so forth. You may think you're being nice by just playing along and going along, but you're not really showing up as authentically as yourself. So having that courageous conversation and asking for what you want, can they show up on time or can they not? And then you can make further decisions from there. It's not an ultimatum. It's just getting really clear on what are your desires? What are their desires? And do you guys align? Are you two pieces of a puzzle that fit? Another courageous conversation is what I do here each week with you all. (laughs) Sharing what you believe, sharing what you know to be true that takes courage. 
I am fortunate that courage is my top boundary (laughs) or not my top boundary. Courage is my top value. And the reason that I'm able to be courageous is just because that was what I needed to get through life. So sharing what I believe is a courageous conversation. And not every day do you need to share what you believe, but the people that you want to be close to, do they know what you believe? And if they don't, are you truly as connected to them as you would like to be? So here's the thing that's really important is that when you are having courageous conversations, it's so important that you're rooted in love. You want to talk to others from a place of love, not a place of shame, not a place of anger, but love. Just like that woman who broke up with her boyfriend. She was just loving. She's like, oh my God, the best news ever. I'm going to free you up so that you can go find the love of your life. I'm going to free me up so I can go find the love of my life. I mean, seriously. Like if we could break up that way, how much less PTSD or less scars or trauma would we have over relationships ending? So we want to do it from a place of love, not that, oh, you are just not good enough for me and I'm so much better than you. But the fact that like, look, I love you enough to say that we're both just kind of going through the motions here and we both can have what it is that our heart desires. We don't need to settle and do it from a place of love. So I invite you when you have courageous conversation, check in, what is your feeling state? Is there love with it? There's going to be courage, right? Because they're courageous conversations, but is there love with it? Be rooted in love as you have these courageous conversations that my friend will help you with the connection and will allow you to create the belonging that your heart desires. So it's now your turn to test it out for yourself. First, give yourself permission. You aren't weak because you want belonging. You want, you desire connection. We are hardwired for connection and belonging. I have a whole pool of people that want connection and belonging. The little kids are great because they don't even question. It's like, of course I belong here. (laughs) Of course you want to see me. I love the little kids. They're such great teachers for us. And also know that we each have different capacity and needs for connections with others and with ourselves. So stop judging what you need and listen instead by tuning in to what you need, what you, Y-O-U, not what your spouse, not what your child, not what your best friend needs, but what you need, because that's really important. There will be a flow in your life of what you need and it's going to be different from somebody else's flow. And the other thing that's really fascinating, and I've seen this happen is, and I experience it myself is throughout the year, there's different levels of external belonging that I'll desire and different part times of the year of internal belonging that I'll desire. So pay attention to that. Don't judge it. Give yourself permission and then listen in and tune in. It's kind of like sleep, that maybe some nights you need more sleep than others. And when I'm talking about more, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's okay. Or maybe sometimes of the year, you may want to go to bed earlier. It's okay. That doesn't mean you're weak or you're not resilient enough or there's something wrong with you. Just tune in. So give yourself permission, understand your capacity. And then the other area is your mindset. Instead of telling yourself, I don't belong, I struggle with connection, remember, The important thing is to start believing, I do belong. I belong. You belong to yourself and you belong here in our community of how she really does it. And I'm sure there's other areas of your life where you have belonging, but know that you have two places, one with yourself and one here. 
You have a place to belong right here, right now, and then look at cultivating other areas in your life. Stop going it alone. Connection. This is where you'll need to be brave. Have courageous conversations to create the connection you desire. And yes, you really can have it. It's time to get out of your way. Belonging is a beautiful thing. And my friend, I want you to have it because it really is possible for you. I believe in you and your ability to live your best life as the best version of you. Know in your bones, you belong. And what's really important is that I do think of you And you guys keep me going. When I read those reviews and I get emails and cards in the mail, big shout out to Allie from Alabama. Thank you so much for, she's been a long, long time listener. She's one of the originals. Just got a card from her recently. Or I get to do coaching sessions with you or when one of you become one of my clients and I get to work with you on an even deeper level. I think about you all the time and how the show can be here to help you and how it can create connection for you. So you do have a place to belong. Know that I appreciate you. So give yourself permission, manage your beliefs about your belonging, be brave and create connection. And here's the thing. If you really need a place, a safe place to grow and a place grounded in compassion, a place to connect with other like-minded humans, a place where you belong, check out my upcoming Enough Group Coaching Program. Go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough. And this is a program for those of you who desire to radically change your life to create a beautiful life. Come join us. My friend, you know that your voice matters. It matters to me. And so we're going to do two things here. We're going to one practice on your voice mattering and you owning your voice. And the other is preserving your brain juice. So the first thing I want you to go do is share your voice leave a review of the show on iTunes. Tell me what you love. Tell me why you're here. Your voice matters. And the second thing, if you haven't done it already, preserve your brain juice by making sure you hit the subscribe button and you're subscribed to the show. I'm smiling big for you. I can't wait to give you a shout out on the show in the future. Until next time. Drifting, never been so wild.